Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 59th episode. This month, I again joined by my co-host Ian, our South of England trainer here at GPS Training. Welcome, Ian, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Have you been Hello, up to much over the last month? <laughs> That's a leading question on this one. <laughs> I can honestly say I haven't touched a GPS all month. Um, as you know, I, I ended up having an operation on my neck. Um, so that's really been the, the, the big thing. Um, we did celebrate our silver wedding anniversary in isolation, pre-operation isolation. So that was all very exciting. Um, and you've been watching yeah. the cricket as well. Oh, well... <laughs> Yes, it's getting to the stage where what else is there to do? But it's good. It's good. A, a good excuse to know my job for the day is watching the test match. <laughs> it's not bad. Very good. Very good. A couple of other pointers that I've, I've just uh, written down. A really nice guy called Dave dropped in on last Monday. He was picking up his new GPS unit. And he mentioned that he's gone all the way back, Ian, to episode one of the GPS training podcast. And he's listened from the start. I mean, that's it. Was there, is there a reason for it? Well, he, just says he, he loves them so much, he, start, he really enjoys them, and he says a month was too long between episodes, he went all the way back to the start. He oh, no, really? Episode one. <laughs> That's dedication to the course. It is. It, really? it is, certainly is. Yeah. I've also had a number of people saying how good it is to hear Andy back on the podcast. For many thanks uh, for those kind words. Um, I think he enjoyed it so much, he's now on a two and a half week sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because they're glad to hear someone actually talk a bit of sense on the podcast or something, John? I don't know. <laughs> bring, bring some sanity and some, it, yeah. some content that means something. Right. Yes, exactly, rather than two grumpy old blokes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a good asset. But he's not this month because he's yeah, he's in two and a half. I don't know how we can have two and a half weeks holiday. He's only been back for a month or two. I don't wow. know how that works. But anyway, <laughs> so he's he's on holiday. So sadly, uh, the podcast would be out by the time he uh, he returns. So uh, yeah, thank you all for your kind words about Andy being back on the podcast. In this month's podcast, we look at the all new free GPS training route planning software. We discuss basic terminology, what does it all mean? We then look at mapping options for an outdoor GPS unit, and we have Ask Ian. Ian answers some of the questions that you guys have been emailing him. And then, I know it's a reoccurring theme, but we're gonna talk a little bit about stock availability. So, without further ado, let's get on with this month's GPS training podcast. The first thing on this month's podcast is a quick look at the free GPS training route planning software. Have you seen, well, yeah, of course you've seen it, Ian, because I know you saw I some pre-launched uh, demos as well on it, didn't you? John, but can I also say, I know you're going to mention it, but you, you've you changed it on the website a bit as well, haven't you? I have, I, I yeah, uh, yeah, so thanks for your feedback, I was Ian instrumental into that as well, and a few other people, so so first question is, where, where do you find it? So if you go to our website, which is of course gpstraining.co.uk, and you can see on the top menu bar, it now says OS Planner. If you click on that, it takes you to the Ordnance Survey uh, route planning software. Also, if you scroll down the bottom of the homepage, there's also a banner down there. So as Ian kind of rightly mentioned there, initially we just had it at the banner at the bottom, but a lot of people saying, where do I find it? Where do I find it? Where do we find it? So after I answered lots of emails and Ian and I had a chat about it, I, I took off something from the top menu bar. Do you know what's miss, missing on there, Ian? Do you, do you know what? I was looking at it. I just couldn't see it. <laughs> Okay, it was the uh, support tab. Oh, I was going to say, the support I, th I thought tab. it was the support one. So the yeah, support yeah. tab is now in the bottom menu, uh, if you ever look for the support, and we've replaced it with the OS uh, route, OS planner, it says, at the top. So why have we created this OS route playing software, or what is OS route playing software? It's it's a way you can create your GPX files. I hope you know a GPX file is a way a, a GPS navigates, and it's a way that you can create your GPX file now um, and it's a free alternative. So traditionally in the past, we've always gone the way of um, Garmin Basecamp, if you're a Garmin user, and Expedition 2. But there's so many other route planning software come on the market. We've talked about the OS route planner. Ian's mentioned that a number of times on the podcast. Memory Map, Quo, Anquit, and the list just goes on and on. So I kind of thought, well, 
instead of supporting all these different ones, because people don't like base camp for three people sometimes want to pay for expedition too. Why don't we create uh, some uh, one ourselves? And this is this is what we've created. So you can plan your routes on both one to twenty five thousand and one to fifty thousand. Um, also. Um, I kind of put my hands up now and explain the logistics of my business because a lot of people are saying, well, why, why, why have you done this? Why have you invested all this money on creating some route planning software? Um, what is your meaning behind this? Um, I'll be honest with you, it's a way that we as a business can build links into the website. So I don't know if people realize, but the more inward links you have on a website, the more Google perceives it's uh, popular and therefore it pushes up the ranking. So instead of just going out and reaching out to people saying, can you link to GPS training? And they go, well, why should I? I thought if we build a, a resource that other people find useful, we've then got a reason to reach out to people and say, can you link to um, to the GPS training website? And that's one of the, the processes we've been doing. So kind of a bit of a, a plug here. If you do run a, a walking website or a walking festival website or a website, anything that relates to walking or hiking or you 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 list in forums that relate to it please 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 can you put a link in directly to this web page um, and this will help us very much and it helps also help us um, rank a, a little bit better on on google so if you can do that that'd be very much appreciated it's actually turned into our second most popular web page on the website with the first one being the home page and this is and it's so near i think actually over the next couple of weeks it will become the most popular um web page mm. on mm. on the website um yeah. so yeah so what are your thoughts then you've 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 you planned some routes on it haven't you and uh yeah yeah we've had, I've had a look at it um i think it's great john because i think the thing is is that you don't always have like a gps uh near you if you want to do something and, and and it's just knowing that you've just got access to an ordnance survey map to do something straight away is is brilliant. Uh -huh. It really is. Um, I don't know if you saw the walk yeah. and talk I did with the Etrex Ten. Have you seen that one in the video I did with the Etrex Ten? No. No. I just did that a couple no, of weeks I mean, ago. I did a a walk and talk. So people on YouTube, I do these walk and talk videos, and I kind of thought, right, what unit would really benefit from? This route playing software. We've talked about Garmin Base Camp. So traditionally, if you've got an Oregon or a 66 range, you've got Ordnance Survey maps on there, and therefore you you can use Garmin Base Camp. Or majority of the time, you will do. So I thought, what unit does not have any maps on? So Etrex 10, 99 pound GPS unit, doesn't have any Ordnance Survey maps on it, and therefore, how do you plan your walks on it so i used the free gps training route planning software planned a walk um on it um it's and uh, and went out and, and walked it and i kind of went wow by having this software i've transformed a yeah. gps unit which frankly yeah. isn't is is well it's the, it's the cheapest base model by garmin and i made it into a, a very usable product and i was walking with yeah. it going actually i could i could work with this no a 99 pound yeah, gps yeah. unit it, it, by using the free route planning software um yeah. it, it was it was fantastic and uh oh yeah i encourage people I'll, I'll put a link into that walk and talk i actually walked around uh the farm i used to shepherd on so i was mm -hmm. i was leading yeah. a guy to walk around there oh i saw the photographs that you um, um yeah so well, um, on facebook yeah, yeah. That, was it. that was when we read so I, I was leading a guy to walk around there on the saturday and i think on the wednesday evening i went and wrecked it and I did the walk and talk when I did it. So again, if you want to hear the stories of a shepherd, I'll put a link in there um, to, uh, of the podcast notes and you can uh, listen to that walk and talk. A few people have said, like, is it is it really as good as as as, as it is making out? Like, e.g., why why have you done this? Is it free? What What is the catch? There is no catch. There's no catch. It's going to be free. Um, and we're working on a, a, a three-yearly rolling program. So we're kind of committed for three years, and then we're going to assess it after three years, mm. update mm. it, change it, and we'll see where we are. So mm. at this moment in time, we've committed to a, a three years. Um, we've had to pay on and survey to license the maps, etc., yeah. and we've yeah. paid a developer to put it in place. So, mm. And, hey, Ian, are you impressed we hit the deadline as well? I was very surprised. Uh, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps other companies could take the leaf out of your book, John. Um, no, I say I think it's I think it's really good because, you know, not only is, as, as we're saying, for anyone with an Etrex 10, but again, it's known as with a GPS with just a 1 to 50,000 map card, isn't it, that they can plan their routes at 1 to 25 more detail, um, and uh, and yeah, I th I think it is a great it, it it's a good it, it it's a good 
really good thing to have, I think, for the company mm -hmm. um, for a variety of things, reasons. Then I'm going to start using it more. I just, I know, I know before we came on air, you just said, oh, I saw you out walking on Tuesday night, I think it was, and uh, we just saw about how warm it was when it's now not warm now anyway. And, yeah. uh, and for that walking, I went out with a Montana 700i doing another walk and talk, which hopefully will be out well the day the podcast is launched or fingers crossed that we can edit it in time and again on that i planned the walk on the free gps trading route planning software again as you rightly say so i could plan it on one to twenty-five thousand mapping yeah. without having yeah. that in my gps device yeah. Yeah. um so it gave it gave you that extra flexibility because on the one twenty-five thousand mapping we're going to get our permissive paths open access areas yeah. and the field boundaries less extent really but the permissive paths is something that we don't get on the one to fifty thousand, and, and yeah, on the walk yeah. I was on. You no, know, a lot of it is on permissive paths. So, um, right, right. So yeah, I, I yeah. would have been a little bit stuck with the one to fifty thousand. So, it enables you to to do that without. And once it's overlaid on the map, it doesn't really matter. Well, then what's on well, your exactly. GPS unit, does yeah, it? Yeah, so, absolutely. No, that's very very good. Yeah. So we're gonna keep. Uh, uh, most most newsletters at the moment. If you get a newsletter, I know I've got another one going out this Friday, which has a few little top tips in it as well. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed you can get up to speed with it. Um, if you do come across any bugs, um, you know, drop us an email. There are a few little bugs we've come across and managed to sort out. Um, and yeah, enjoy, um, share with your friends. And again, as I said earlier on, if you're, if you're a member of a walking group or um, you've got a website that other people may be interested in this. Uh, please do share it with your friends because again, that's what it's about. You know, um, yeah, that, that's the, that's the main object. And and I'll be honest with you, me, you know, I am a, just a fellow director of this business, and I had to justify the great expense of this to my fellow directors <laughs> and justify how I want. To, I'm not going to mention the money, but it was many thousands of pounds. I had to justify how why I was producing this free route playing software. So please, 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 everybody help to show that I was right in it because otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. Otherwise, well, I'm going to be in trouble. So, uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of, I just, I, I pitched it to them. They went for it. So I've now got to prove that I was, I was right in my thinking. Wow. And again, Ebby seems to be enjoying it, but again, we need to kind of see those results and uh, and long may it continue if that's the case. But John, are we ever right? That's the <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're once dead. a year. That's exactly right. <laughs> So if you want to access a free OS route planning software, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on OS Planner on the top menu bar. And a very big thank you for all your kind comments you've sent us over the past few weeks um, since we launched the software. The next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is to discuss the basic terminology we or you use when navigating with an outdoor GPS unit. This came about, Ian, because I had someone on the phone. Because Ian's been, sorry, because Andy's been on his holidays. The poor Christmas have had me doing tech support. Now, Andy's very patient, and I'm sometimes not quite as patient. <laughs> and then someone ring you up and say, what's the difference between a route, a track, and a course? And I went, okay. And then I, I said, and this gentleman said, I, I've been on Ian's course in the south of England, and I'm very stereotyping the name. And I went, you went on a course, you still you don't know what a track is, and you didn't know what a route is. I said, so what are you trying to say about my course? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I listening. I did actually say, I said, well, it's slide three on the course, and uh, well, yeah. there wasn't maybe there wasn't notes. Well, you went away with notes, which has a diagram on it because Ian's notes are exactly the same as our notes that you went yeah. away with. So <laughs> refer back to it. And I went, see, it is the fundamentals that we 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 cover on if you come on a webinar with me even if you come on a webinar on how to use garmin basecamp i start with a slide saying what a waypoint is what a route is what a track is and less as to what a course so i thought right okay let's explain to everybody what these basic terms are so it's an ascii in mark one before we get to the property <laughs> ian can you describe please what a waypoint is it's a position on the ground expresses a 10-figure grid reference. Exactly right. So it's, I, I always think of a waypoint as that imaginary flag, isn't it, in the ground? Yes, um, absolutely. A lot of GPS yeah. units, it, it used to yeah. be a, a flag that you uh, you put yeah. in there. So. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a point on the ground expressed, say, as the 10-figure grid reference that right. we that we all understand. And that can be where you are or somewhere you would like to go to. So it could be, you could mark your current location as a waypoint or you yeah. can create somewhere you'd like to go to. I did, I did, um, I often, I say on this in my course, I, I, in my training for my walk last year, I, I, I walked the, um, 
15 highest peaks in Northumberland. And therefore, I, I literally went onto Wikipedia and got the grid references of all the 15 peaks. Mm. And then I created mm. waypoints at those 15 peaks. And then I worked out the walks to encompass as many yes. of those into into yeah. one walk. So, um, yeah. And the other yeah. thing that people use waypoints for is, I know a lot of people now, events are getting back, and again, they're coming to us and saying, I'm doing the event, here's the grid references of the checkpoints I need to go through. And they can yes. put those in as waypoints because those are, well, they, they have to go through them on their on their walk or their their run or whatever they're doing. And John... John, not to leave the SatMap, our SatMap customers out, it's the same as a point of interest, or a point of interest is exactly the same as a waypoint. So a point of interest is exactly the same as a waypoint on a, on a SatMap, isn't it? Yeah. A route, Ian, what is a route? It's a, John, it's a collection of waypoints joined together. <laughs> Excellent. It is a, I mean, basically what it is, is, is that when you're going to go for a walk, it's the same as... Um, in the good old days when you had an ordinance paper ordinance survey map and a piece of paper and you drew up a route card and it's a collection you know it's it's a, it's a series of points along a walk you're going to do all joined up okay and a route can be reversed it can so it has flexibility and the if it's a, a, a got these waypoints the waypoints are changeable within it so you can move those waypoints within yes. the route aren't we? Yeah. so if yeah. it's a Direct line from, well, it doesn't have to be a direct line really, but if it's a line from waypoint to waypoint and each of those waypoints is, is a standalone entity which we can change the grid reference for or change the location. Yeah, I mean, I described to customers, it's like joining the dots, the route. Exactly. Right. Nothing more complicated no. than that. <laughs> okay then, what, the next one is a track. What, Ian, is a track? Right, so um, in the pure sense, track is a it's a recorded history of your walk so what it does is the gps will record your distance your speed your elevation um and so say it is a it, it's a rec it's a historical record as much as it will do of where you have physically walked over or cycled or whatever um in your activity so traditionally a track is a collection of track points which is yeah. a breadcrumb trail of where yeah. you've been walking but i know you say this is the true sense of the world but the track also is being used in other ways it uh, is it is so, uh, it's, it's something it's, it's interesting this because actually it's something that's changed a lot over the last number of years isn't it so a track what we rightly described the track there is is if we were on this podcast you know five six seven years ago that that would have been the end of this conversation. I suspect a track yes. is a record yeah. of where you're going, yeah. but as Ian's kind of, I can just hear in his voice, he's going to say, "Why? Who else are using tracks, and why are we using tracks?" But also, um, you can use it as an alternative way of navigating um, on a GPS. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, John, but I, um, I just don't. I, I mean, personally, I don't like walking uh tracks because i just don't think it gives you so you can pre-plan a walk or a cycle using the track planning function on uh base camp but what i don't like is it just doesn't give you as much information as as a route does for your and i just think the navigational experience is just a lot less um i just i really just don't like it and You've seen an eye that you we both know that the accuracy of the track on where you're going to go is yes, it will give you a much better distance of um where you're going to physically cycle or walk, but it's just a it to me, it's just a bother mm -hmm. the whole thing. If you want if you want it accurate to work properly, you're going to spend a lot longer planning something, planning a track than you are a route. But there's a reason why people do plan a track rather than a route, though, isn't there? Well, uh, I guess that there is. It, it's because the there's a limitation on the on the GPS for route, you know, for the number of waypoints. But then, um, I don't know whether we've got it because we were sort of going to talk about this, weren't we? Um, see, we, have we got it in? Um, I don't know if it's a bit in the later on the ask in John um, about the number of waypoints in a route because we were going to say something weren't we yeah so that? i think that's the thing really i think that's a key yeah. thing is a, a, yeah. a route is limited to 250 waypoints and yeah. this is where people go wrong because they they plan their walk along um the pennine way 
as yes. one route. <laughs> yes. And this is the issue um, where, it is, isn't it? And, yes. and, and therefore, if you can't do you can't do your two and a half week. I don't even know how long you do the Pennine Way over these days. It's three weeks, I think. If you, you can't do a three week walk, is one route. No. Um, because it's going to be more than 250 waypoints. Now, you're right, we could plan it into day-by-day sections and then it would mm-hmm. be. But if, you, if you're but if you downloading a, a, a GPX file of the Pennine Way, we, the person who's planned it doesn't know where, where you're going to be stopping every night. Um, there are websites that do that. So, therefore, a lot of people, when you're downloading GPX files, you're downloading a track. Right, yeah. Because yeah. the key thing is we have a, a maximum number of track points as 20,000 and that's the key mm, thing mm. Yes. so therefore yeah. the people who with the greatest respect who are, don't really understand what, what the difference between a route and a track is kind of realise that the route doesn't work sometimes so they just create a new track because it gives them a little bit more flexibility but as you rightly say the navigation experience is different mm. because the key thing between a route and a track is a route we get that audible beep as we're coming to a waypoint or a via point it's been created in base camp and on a track it's a silent navigation it's a silent navigation because traditionally a track is you right you say a breadcrumb trail of where we've been yeah. and it mm-hmm. was beeping every yeah. two or three seconds you'd yeah. go, be go mad wouldn't you? Bananas, wouldn't you so <laughs> that's why a, a track is a silent navigation but if you're planning it in, in garment base camp as ian says and you, you're creating use, using a track but using it with like as if you were doing waypoints every you know half a mile or whatever do you know what's the point because actually you just get a silent navigation along well why yes. don't we just get that audible beep that draws your yeah. attention to your gps you yeah. can pull it off all right i'm going to turn left here i'm going to turn right there and, and that kind of thing yeah. um yeah. so that's the um the main difference uh between those but a lot more people now are are, are sharing tracks just because of this twenty thousand track points is the yes is that limit yes and obviously, John, people, customers shouldn't forget that even if they do download a track within Basecamp, you can always convert it back to a route. Um, that's the, you know, so if um, if you're a bit of a diehard person, probably a bit like me, um, anything that comes in as a track, then I'll, I just convert it back to a route and then adjust it accordingly. And the nice thing is you do that in Garmin Basecamp, when you convert, it says what, how many waypoints would you like yeah, in this. Yeah, so, yeah. again, just going back to our long-distance trail of the Pennine Way, you could download a track of the whole of the Pennine Way. You could then cut it into your day-by-day sections with the tools uh, within it. And then, as Ian rightly says, you could just right-click on each day and say convert to route. And, and you would put in, you know, it says maximum number of waypoints. I always put 249. I don't know if I should put 250. I always put 249 and it converts it back to a route. <laughs> yes, <at all. laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it works for people with 250. And I've never tried. I was just yeah. <laughs> 249 and it, uh, and it converts it to route. Then you'll get that audible beep as you, uh, as you approach a uh, waypoint. So that's your, that's your track. And the final one is, and I suppose this is where it's getting a little bit more confusing, is is the course, isn't it? So what is a course? Yeah. It's something we don't see on handheld units. It's something we see but it's, on the watches, but isn't it? On the watches, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, it's to me, it's the typical way of Garmin, Garmin's way of trying to just confuse everyone to tr- use a totally different word for exactly the same thing. Um, because at the end of the day, as we're saying, so it's it's the terminology for a route um that is um well it's actually used for a route and a track isn't it within um garmin connect and 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 and, and that's it because it it's um and as i say i i just think it is i think why they just can't standardize this um they're well <laughs> obviously they've chosen not to standardize their terminology but it is i think just very confusing but it's it's the same as a route and and but for a watch um, or you know if you've um, uh, if you've got something in Garmin Connect from your GPS, it will show it as a course and not um, a route or a track, and that's it. So even if you create a route on our free route planning software from GPS training and transfer it to watch, it then becomes a course. Yeah, a course, yes. <laughs> Why not have a different word for the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> So that's brilliant. So really, those are the four terms. So as Ian's rightly said, a waypoint is a fixed point in the ground, a 10-figure grid reference, either where you are or somewhere we'd like to go to. A route is a collection of waypoints or via points that have been joined together and you navigate from waypoint to waypoint. A track 
is a collection of track points, which is really a breadcrumb trail of where you've been. And as we've discussed, it could also be um, you could plan you can plan a track as well or download a track. And then a course is really just the same as a route or a track, but it's for a, a watch. It is. To find out more about our GPS training course, if you want to know more about this subject, uh, please just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS training courses on the top menu bar. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look at the various map options you get for both Garmin and SatMap GPS users. So, Ian, because we've been a bit Garmin-led before, let's, let's head straight Absolutely. over to the SatMap world sat and let's, let's talk about the various map options that we get on a SatMap GPS unit. So, again, if you go onto our website and, and you're going to purchase a SatMap, you'll see there's an option of unit only, uh, which is the, for those people who have already got some map card or a map card and they want to pop that into their unit. We don't do this second option, Ian, but um, adventure maps. You no, know, it's it's. Have you seen this? On, have you seen this on the uh, the SatMap website? This adventure maps twenty five k. No, I'm aware of all the other twenty five thousand, mm. one twenty five thousand maps I do for like things like counties and things like that. Uh, but it's um, actually. I, I say I brought this in because I get a few people I speak to who who. I say get con by. That's not the wrong word, but. Garmin have, uh, SatMap and options, adventure maps, 25k. Actually, what it is is actually open street mapping. Or I've seen it on the expedition open, too. Open yeah, source yeah, yeah, yeah. mapping. Yeah. And you yeah. can buy a GPS unit with this on, and and um, it's it's well, it's not great. It, it, I put my note here. Really, 25k open street mapping is not 25k. One twenty-five thousand, and it is a you no. Know, we get people who buy and go. I feel a bit conned here because actually I thought I was buying one twenty-five thousand mapping, mm. and I've got open street mapping. Now, open street mapping um, is the same as top active mapping, really, in the Garmin world when we get there. But it shows everything is a path. It doesn't say it's a footpath, bridleway, or frankly, a private drive. So if you're walking down it and the farmer accosts you and says you shouldn't be here, you go, "Well, actually, I can't be bothered to buy the proper map, so I don't know if I should be here or not." <laughs> um, so that's the adventure mapping. But then moving on to the Ordnance Survey mapping, they have the um, 1 to 50k, Ian, don't they? Yes. Which, yep. which is the um, the same as a pink cover, which is your Land Ranger map. Yes. Um, we sell far less of these in the sat map world than the, the next one, but um, I think that's because there's less of a price difference than what we'll find on in the Garmin world. Um, and then we have the, the Platinum Ian, what do we get on the platinum map card? Well, you get the whole lot, John, and I think it's I think it's a superb package of of maps, really. So you've got the one to ten thousand, twenty five thousand, fifty thousand, and the two hundred fifty thousand as well. Mm-hmm. So you you get the whole lot. And as I said, I would say the majority of people who come on our courses um, do have the platinum edition mm-hmm. because, um, and I think as I say, I think we I know we've said this before. I think this the quality of the mapping and what you see on an active 20 is just quite extraordinary really yep. you, you know i mean there's a lot of you know we even with the version 2 which you're going to go onto the garmin map card um you know there's quite a lot of you know for as much praise you get about the sat map platinum edition card you get equally as much criticism i think of the quality of the Garmin cards it's <laughs> I totally agree the quality of that map yeah. on that HD screen yeah. is second to none yeah. um, yeah. and the it's nice thing good. about it on the sat map in the Garmin when we've got different map sets I say we're going to discuss so you, you have to pan in and out to go through each of these map sets with a sat map you can literally just press a button on the side and you can toggle yeah. between your 110,000 yeah. 125 150k yeah. um, and, and see it so again if you if you're walking, you're coming into an urban environment, you can just press a button and you're on the 1 to 10K. You don't have to pan in and out. You know, you can just choose which map set yeah. you want. Uh, and again, when you're out in the countryside, the 1 to 10,000s is fairly useless. Uh, we will be using your 1 to 25,000 yeah. the majority of that time. And I think also, John, as, as I mentioned very briefly, um, SatMap do county uh, 1 to 25,000 map cards as well. So if... You know, there's some people that just stick to one, you know, just to they just want a one to twenty five thousand map card of where they live, and 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 they're very, 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 very good. And I think the other thing that I was very impressed with, um, good, well, it must be must be a good couple of years ago now, um, a guy came on my sat map course that walked the um, 
uh, the Spanish Camino to Santiago to Compostela in northern Spain that started in Alicante, that starts in Alicante. And um, SatMap produced him a custom map mm -hmm. from Alicante to Santiago. And it was, you know, what service? To do this, this is what's called a consolidation service as well. So if you've yeah. got yeah. lots of map cards, so you end up that on one map card, or if you've kind of, as you're saying, you, I've, I want county 125,000 of, of yeah. the county I'm in, but I've got 150,000 map cards as well. They'll consolidate all that onto one map card for you and make that bespoke map card. And I can't remember the cost. It's not It's not a massive it's amount of money. Um, no. So instead of you having to keep swapping map cards, you've kind of yeah. got a map card with a full GB, 150K, that's what you want. And then you'd have your county at 125,000, maybe the lakes and whatever. You can choose mm. the area or areas that you mm. want, which is really... And then you end up with that map cards in there. And frankly, you kind of need that with the Active 20. I wouldn't like to keep taking that battery in and out to keep swapping map cards all the time. Because it's... Break, break your fingernails, John. Break your fingernails. Because <laughs> it is rightly... It has to be watertight, so it's very, very tight finish. So if, you, if you've been in there for quite a while, it is quite hard to get out. Um, so it's quite nice to then consolidate that. Just kind of so people can envisage what we're talking about. So the orange cover is the explorer map which is one to twenty five thousand. we think relating to the paper maps and the pink cover is the land ranger map and that's the one to fifty thousand map so sat map do this platinum which is as ian says 110 125 150k or 150k so moving on ian onto the garment option so topo active mapping it's kind of oh. getting more and more popular because every unit seems to come with it now it does yes and it keeps on getting People keep on breaking their GPSs when Garmin release an update that's too big and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good basic mapping, doesn't show any contours, shows paths that um, run out in the middle of a wood. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's it's a map, isn't it? But it's not that... I mean, I show on people on on my courses. I show the people who do come with these GPS with these preloaded maps, the difference between that or an open street map of mm -hmm. Great Britain and the open street map of Great Britain is a damn sight better than this open this topoactive mm -hmm. Europe map that Garmin put 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 in. But yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people who cycle find it quite useful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it is. It's basic mapping, isn't it? It is. It is. It's basic mapping. I, I yeah, I, somewhere we were here. I can I like it in some ways, but I can't use it all the time. So it's actually more accurate than the Ordnance Survey maps. Yes. Where the paths yeah. are on the ground, they are on the top. So if people, know, it's like it's it's open source mapping that Garmin have brought in, and and it originated from satellite imagery, but it's not satellite imagery. It's, it, that's where it's come from. So actually, it's very accurate where the paths are mm, on the ground. It is. Yeah. 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 So. Again, I'm going to go back to, if, if, I'll put a link in. I, if you did the, go and have a look at my walk and talk I did with the E-Trex Touch 25. I did it, I think I did it, yeah, with that one. Um, I had planned it out on my Ordnance Survey maps. I then stripped out the Ordnance Survey mapping and laid my route on top of the topoactive mapping. And then okay. I edited the route to where the paths were going to be on the ground. So I had to have mm. start off my Ordnance Survey mapping because I needed to where my rights away were. Um, and then I stripped out and then I overlaid it on my top of active mapping and, and edited to where the uh, the route uh, was and actually I, you then you will get audible beat going back to my routes because I was going over waypoints because it was where the paths were on the ground so I think there's a, a use for it but it, it, you, you couldn't have it as your sole point of, no. uh, of, of no, maps you couldn't. No. Um, no. Yeah, it's a, I think it's, it's, it's a nice tool but um, and I think Garmin put this on as well because I think a lot of people just went into retailers and bought gps units without maps and didn't really um and then they kind of on the map page it was just blank wasn't it so they put this on to give you yeah, something to give some something yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah yep. next option on the garment is a, a bird's eye download voucher which is twenty five thousand square kilometers of one twenty five thousand mapping and other things you can download other maps as well um to get many people on courses Using the bird's eye in or not? Um, so. I think it's getting. I don't know, I think it's getting less and less. But then I think again, if you've got someone who um, again walks locally, um, why why would you spend three hundred and fifty pounds on a um, one to twenty five, one to fifty thousand map card of the British Isles? Mm -hmm. um, so. 
and, and I have had one or two people who literally do live and walk, you know, walk where they live. Mm-hmm. So it is a good, very good option for that, isn't it? Um, problems, obviously, that as you and I both know, John, it's linked into the serial number of the GPS and it's totally non-transferable um, if you upgrade your GPS. And that's the that's the downside of it, isn't it, I think? It is. It is. Um, so. It's quite a large area as well, 25,000 yeah. square. I would say it's the size of Wales and the Lake District put together. So it's a large area um, mm. of mapping. And what you do is you activate that credit against your Garmin account. And that, as Ian rightly says, that then ties into your GPS unit. And then you have one year to choose the area or areas that you want. And you download those onto your unit. And, and as Ian rightly says, if you lose your unit or you change your unit, the maps have gone with it. So and at the moment, it's... 99.99 for that we actually sell for 89 pound 99 for that birds that so sometimes people buy the whole of the country at 150k and then they'll buy the 125,000 for the areas they walk in the most um it's not routable though um so again we're going to talk a little bit about topo yes. active mapping yeah. but just be aware that it doesn't have this routable data within national park so moving on to routable mapping we have the topo pro map card um one to well, one top of pro one to 25 or one to 50k, Ian, isn't it? Absolutely, um, yeah, on the version twos for both now, John. Yeah, but big differences. <laughs> <laughs> well, one difference is that at least they work in the Montanas. <laughs> Yeah, the other big difference is the one fifty k has gone up to one nine nine nine. Yeah, and that's, so that's the other difference, isn't it? But then I never understood that because. Quite a few years ago, it, the one to fifty thousands did used to be one hundred ninety nine, didn't it? Didn't they? And, and then they dropped, and then they dropped. Garmin dropped the version one of the Topo Pro was dropped by fifty pounds. It was it went to one four nine nine nine. It's gone back yeah. up to one nine 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 nine. Do you know what? I, I feel a bit sorry for that because actually, when you buy it in with your unit, you get it at a reduced rate, uh, which which is what we would always advise. But do you know what? I, I kind of feel quite sorry because you no, know, like we do get contacts by people who says, oh. I only just found you know i bought my gps unit elsewhere i've not bought it with any mapping what what price is the mapping and to be honest 199 pound 99 pence for once fifty thousand mapping or 349.99 is it's a lot of money it is it is but then i think the thing is though john um the way i look at it is is that um so my first topo pro card the Combined card, one twenty five, one fifty thousand. I put into my sixty four S GPS. Sorry, no, not my sixty four, my sixty two S. And then when I bought my sixty six S, it went into that, took it out of that, put it in the back of that. And then when I upgraded to the sixty six (laughs) SR. that no one else has, um, or very few people have. Um, again, I just took the map card out. So if you think about it, that's th- that's the changes that I've made um, has paid for that map card a- against Birdseye. Yeah, downloads, so it, hasn't it? You can say if you give your, your map card a, a 10-year life, it's £34 a year or £35 yeah. a year, isn't yeah. it? Which is, Absolutely. And actually, if you're buying it in with the units, it's a little bit discounted anyway. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you're all right. If, if you think yeah. of it that way, it's not an expensive purchase because you rightly say is you, you can, you've transferred it from three units or you, you're yes. a third unit with it. Absolutely. And, and I think the other thing is, is that the... Um, I mean, a lot of people... Um, I, I, I remember probably good, it was, again, a year, year and a half ago... I was talking to a customer who lived down in Cornwall and he was going to Scotland walking via, but he was going via the Lake District to do a bit of walking. And his views were, I cannot be bothered to download little bits of the Lake District, Scotland. I just want to be able to get out of my car and start walking um, with a 1 to 25,000 map. So, yes, it is more money, but from an ease of use point of view, if you if that is your lifestyle, your activity lifestyle, then I think people just find it easier yeah. to to take the hit and just buy it. I totally agree. And the, the problem with the bird's eye, if you if you buy a bird's eye which is restricted, you no, know, as you say, you download the area or areas that you want, and then in three years' time you decide you're going to go to Cornwall on your holidays and you're going to go walking. You've not got the maps of Cornwall. You're going to have to spend another exactly. hundred pounds on getting yeah. the one twenty-five thousand mapping yeah. or walking the one's fifty thousand, and then yeah. in three years' time you end up in Scotland Highlands. You can well, I've got to download there, so yeah. it's not cost-effective then to do it. Do you know, what I always say, I always say to people, 
on the ring up, said, you know what? If you can afford 125,000 mapping, get it. If you can't, don't get it. And that's the harsh reality. Is 125,000 better? Of course it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the equivalent of a car. Now, you, I go and get my car and, and uh, you know, it's got a one point. You can go and uh, here's your car with a 1.6 engine and there's one with a two litre engine or one with a 1.2 in and a 1.6. Which one is better? Mm-hmm. The larger engine because I, yes. uh, it gives you a bit of oomph when you want it, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, and and the other one still gets you from A to B. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. But actually, that one that gives you a bit more oomph makes you smile when you overtake the tractor or something down the country. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same with your mapping. Is actually, you know what? Yeah. You, you get away the one's fifty thousand. There's nothing wrong with it. But actually, sometimes you go actually, and now I'm in, and I can see I'm in open access. Areas. I'm going to change my route. I'm going to cut this off, or I can do X, Y, and Z. I don't need to be. Path is not on the ground. I can just follow the sheep trails because I can. I've got one twenty five thousand. I know I'm in open access areas. Just gives you that little bit of extra information. So if you can afford it, it's a better option, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but then you know, for a long time, John, um, I was actually really happy just with the one fifty thousand map because um, the GPS before that, my sixty gps map 60 cs didn't even have mapping yeah, on it so right, yeah. you know so and well it had some pretty horrific sort of like dumbed down ordnance survey imagery that garmin bought from the ordnance survey but so actually you know it it really is you know and, and there's nothing wrong with one fifty thousand. and there'd be many times there were many times on my 62s because my my next stage was you know i had the one fifty thousand map card because that's all there was with bird's eye mapping and there were many times You'd go on holiday and you'd walk off the edge of what you had downloaded. It works still perfectly. So it's not like as if the GPS stops and you don't get a map. You still have a one to 50,000 map, don't you? Even even that that way. But as you say, if you, if you want to just know, you can chuck your GPS in your bag and off you go. With the best mapping, that's the way to the The more expensive map card is the way to go, isn't it? It is. It is. So, yeah. So just quickly summarise what mapping options we have on a Garmin. We have the topoactive mapping, which is this open source data, which doesn't show you, it just shows everything as a path. It doesn't save as a footpath or bridleway. We have the bird's eye download, which enables to download 25,000 square kilometres of 1 to 25,000 mapping. We have the topo pro map card, which has this routable data within national parks, which means that you can tap ahead of yourself or click ahead of yourself and it routes you. And we've got two map options there. We've got the 1 to 50,000 map card and the 1 to 20. 25,000 map card. The 1 to 25,000 also has 125, of course, 1 to 50k and 1 to 250k on there. And on the, that, on the Garmin, you you zoom in and out to go through each of those map sets. I'm going to quickly just throw in because people might have slightly older map cards. There's what's called a Discoverer a map card, which is slightly older. Um, which I know you talk about Topo Pro One, and now we're up to version two. Before that, we had Discoverer map cards, which um, don't have this routable data within national parks so um yeah. that's the that's a slightly older one there and the routable data is mean that you can get out of your car and click on the top of wherever a mountain and it'll route you um, the most direct route there which must be not where you want to go uh, but again that's the topo pro option yes if you want to see what each of these maps set looks like please go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on the magnifying glass in the top right and type in map options Underneath the products, you will see an article which is Garmin mapping options for an outdoor GPS unit. And what I've done there is a video that takes you through those various map options. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is is Ask Ian. John, you've already done an Ask Ian. Ask with Ian the routes and the, With the routes and the tracks and the waypoints. <laughs> when you said that there, my brain went, have I? <laughs> <laughs> Too much to confuse me, is it? Yeah, I've already been asking one. This is Ask Ian too. So, okay, Ask Ian from Nathan. So Nathan, I, I actually did meet you. He, he says this. I'll, I'll read the. I'll read it, and I'll, I'll tell you about it. So long. So, if, you, if we've got ten minutes, we have. After meeting your colleagues at the geocaching mega in Lincolnshire last week, his colleagues is myself and uh, Tom from Garmin. I've, reassured, I, I've been reassured that sending in questions of one I'm about to ask should attract a response. It'd be interesting to see how many others are facing the same issue or whether it's just another one of those early bugs I've caught. 
This shoe pertains to some geocaches not showing on the Garmin Montana 700. It seems random in which caches are affected with no particular trend or follow. The caches have been fully synced via the GC live download or pocket query, in brackets 500 caches per query, live data leading to afford device caching issues, as well as a spontaneous GC live download of the nearest caches. It seems to be getting a failure rate about one in 10 to 15 caches, which means needing to use a smartphone to verify what I see on my GPS is reality. This has been detract this has detracted from the experience where I can use the GPS wholly as my source of truth when geocaching. I'm using the Topo Pro 125K version two mapping, though the issue affects all maps on the device. It's not a zoom in issue as it doesn't affect when you zoom in or alternative when you zoom out. Another rare issue is when a cache can show up in GC live download list but not on the map. It's quite perplexing. I've also changed all geocaching zoom levels in the in the settings as well as the map details and other relevant settings with no look. It'd be good to know if you can replicate the issue on your side or is it something that good segment to ask Ian's Q&A. So, really nice gentleman. Actually, I, I met him at the Mega People Don't Know it's a geocaching event, um, and I've spent two weeks. At, well, I went to Pirate Mania one week, and then the following yes, week I, I was know. at Mega. So, I, I, yeah. I've been to Lincolnshire four, three times in the last four weeks, Ian. So, I can have a, a uh, four hours there, four hours back, four hours yes. there, four hours back. I had a weekend <laughs> off, and then I went back again. You um, did? So, that was for pleasure rather than. Um, yes. that, that was the, the last time was for pleasure. So much. Link, love Lincolnshire. I thought, oh, I must go back. So, I went back there for a holiday. So, Ian, um, what happens is with Nathan is I think he's downloading these caches um, via either a pocket query. People don't know that's using his computer or alternatively yeah. the live geocaching. Right. The yeah. Montana, yeah. you can yeah. tether that with your uh, geocaching.com and it, it downloads that. But for whatever reason, it's not downloading all these caches and it's not seeing it on, on the map page. Um, ideas? Well, I think firstly, John, we need, you know, it's exactly, and it's, I think it's a very, um, how can I put it? It's a very common mistake people make when Nathan talks about zooming in and out of different map zoom levels and different maps. A bit like with Roots Tracks waypoints, what you're doing is that you're overlaying an image of a geocache symbol over the map. So the maps will just have, you know, the map, you can just rule the maps out um, because it's relevant. Um, I mean, personally, the way that I, and it's not going to be a good answer. It's going to be probably quite, it's going to be a politician's answer, uh, a non-committal answer, John. Um, I think, so my question is, how because I saw the images that he sent in the email and there's clearly, I can see what he means. There's like one out of a series, I think it's the three geocaches, three geocache symbols on the map that, were showing on his smartphone, um, only two were showing on the GPS. Um, so all I can think of is, um, is that particular geocache, is the GPX file corrupt in some way, uh, which it could well be, um, who knows that, although yes, it may show on the smartphone um, app, um, it may not be liked by the GPS you know, or in the transfer, it may be fine when it's on the computer, but in the transfer to the GPS, it could get, you know, it could become corrupted in some way. Um, my other question is, for something like that, I would try trying to download that geocache as a separate geocache, just to see, because that, that way it may rule out what the where the problem lies. The process of um, elimination there, isn't it really? Well, so it is, going yes. back to your earlier one is the GPX file. If you download the cache that's missing, yeah. if it shows, we know it's the download of the of all the caches. Of all of them. Rather than actually is that one yeah. cache corrupt in some ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is is that elimination. So yeah, that's that's an option to go through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean obviously there is the the as someone once described to me the nuclear option of resetting the gps but i don't think it is that i think it's going to be more a problem with the geo either with the gpx file from i'm assuming the geocaching.com website um or, or how it's getting transferred and i don't think that it 
it necessarily it's going you know because you're you're not just involving um uh, the gps you're involving third-party software that has also been created by someone you know this gpx file has been created by someone else hasn't it so you're involving lots of other variables other than it just being the the, the gps um and i think for something like that and garmin um garmin are very good if you know i think the bottom line is that if it still doesn't work then it, it's not a get out clause i mean firstly i can't reproduce it because i'm too far away from the area that that nathan's describing so i could download it but it's not going to show because i'm i'm more than 100 miles away because as we know that's the limitation of geocaches that will show on a gps um but i think the thing is is that um garmin are very good because they'll get him if he contacts garmin then they'll i know that they'll ask him to send the this particular geocache gpx file to them and then they can have a look at it um their end to see whether it, it's accepted by one of them on tunnels or what you know and then they'll be able, so then they'll either be able to look at um putting a software update at some point for these sorts of issues or they'll go back to him and say sorry it's nothing to do with the gps it's the geocache that's the problem Brilliant. um and in fact i was doing a little bit of research john and, and i'm you must be uh, you must be aware of this uh, website it's called i think it's called something like gpsarchive.com um so it's gps and then it's r i think it's c h i v e it's basically it lists all the bugs in every single garmin that and where garmin are working on you know whether they fix them or whether you know so you get green green or red i think so green is fixed um red is to be fixed um and i i, I quickly looked at this website the, the the other day for the montana 700 because it does it for all the gps's that garmin make um and you know i mean it's it, i couldn't find it this specific thing in red but there are still a lot of red words like a lot of red bug problems for the montana 700 um and it actually just uh, and it, it is i think it is actually kept relatively up to date because one or two other known issues that we've had with other gps's over the say the last year do the the bug fix shows that it has been fixed by garmin I don't know if um, Andy knows about that website. I always know no. where it is. So actually, quite a, yeah, uh, I th it's I actually think a great it is... one to kind of see if that problem is, well, people are aware of it already, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at it for the, you know, for the for geocaching for this particular one. And it, it, I, I couldn't find a particular bug explaining Nathan's problem. But, you know, in amongst all of what the geocaching problems there clearly still are for the Montana, um, it it it, um, it it may be one of those that needs still to be fixed. Brilliant. So really, as Ian rightly says, no, could be a corrupt GPX file. Have you tried downloading it separately, and then we can eliminate whether they download that's a problem or it's actually that one GPS unit. Nuclear options. Ian calls it the master reset. And again, I say with all these things, don't be scared of going to Garmin. You know, Garmin will will work on this, try and replicate it. And again, with the geocaching, the mega event, I know the, these screenshots come from Mega. So like, it's quite a big thing for Garmin. You know, like they they put in a lot of investment yeah. into yeah. You know, promoting um, Garmin's at, at these events. Um, and um, yeah, I, I I would go to them directly. And as Ian rightly says, they might hopefully be able to see if there is a a bug that nobody else is aware of that potentially can yeah. help you. Other Ask Ian question, I'm not going to name for this, Ian, but actually somebody said, what's the difference is north up and track up on their GPS units on, on well, it's both on Garmin's and SatMaps, isn't it? North yeah, up and track yeah. up. What are the differences, Ian? Okay, so in going back to our traditional form of navigation uh, with a paper map, uh, a lot of people orientate the uh, an ordnance survey map to the, the land that they see around them. And the, the the map, the footpath they're on is always, you know, the map is orientated, so it's always pointing in the direction the person's going. Um, that is track up, John. So on a GPS, the map, depending where you move, how you move, the map moves with you. Um, you know what, for years, I always, 
I always walked. I don't know why I did, but for years I always did it the other way. I always just walked with North up um, on my GPS. I don't know why I just did, but actually, um, so North up is where the map doesn't move with the way that you're moving. It is literally just points north the whole time. Um, and as I say, why I did it for years, I I do not know why. Um, but track up, I think, is a it's good. It's just a good way to walk, isn't it, yeah. at the end of the day? Because you're forever, you know, every time you're looking, relating the map to the land and vice versa, it's just there all in the right all in the right place for yeah, I you. agree. I always, I always walk with track. I was always taught, yeah. now, when I did my Duke of or my scouts back early days, I was always taught to hold the map the way I was walking. And then I was always taught that when I know where I was, I used to put my thumb on the map of where I was, carry on walking. And then when I went back to my map to see, to relate back to where, where my new location, mm. I could look where my thumb was. And because I knew I was walking forward on the map, I could then look at, right, I'm here now because I could look at the landscape around me. So yeah. I could quickly yeah. then find where I was and then keep my navigating with it. So I was always taught to uh, to to track up but again I, I i appreciate some people do like that that north up the other thing about track up the nice thing is you you you're down at the bottom of the page and you're 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 looking ahead of yourself aren't you Absolutely, you've got that clear yeah. view yeah, ahead yeah. of the yes. path that yeah. i'm coming across yeah. a lake or or yeah. whatever i think yeah. so uh... but then of course the and, the and the reason why um i know we're talking about this is something that i keep on meaning to mention uh, i'm sure lots of people it, I think it's because, John, I don't have a touchscreen GPS. Um, but I do mention it to the customers on courses who have touchscreens, is that so to to ch change between one or the other, um, I always forget because I don't own a touchscreen GPS because you know I have a Map 66 SR, um, one of the lucky few, um, is that on the touchscreens, there's always a little north white icon in the top left hand corner of the screen on a touch well on on all the gps's um if you're walking in track up so it still always tells you where north is relative to where you are so you can always see north um and and they um uh, and on the touch screens you can alternate between north and track up by just touching that little white arrow where it says with the letter n on and I just think that is so good mm -hmm. for being a non touch for being a non touch screen owner. It's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the only way that you can do it on a on the on a buttons GPS is that you have to go into the map setup to change the orientation within that um, when you're on the map screen. But yeah, and it's just something that I always think of meaning to mention on the podcast for people. Brilliant. So north up and track up, as Ian says, track up is, is the map is pointing the way you're walking, or north up is the map is orientated north. And if you've got a touchscreen unit, as Ian says, if you tap on the little, like its little arrow at the top, it, you can orientate between each of each of those. So if you have any questions that you want Ian to answer in future podcasts, please just email askian at gpstraining.co.uk. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a reoccurring theme, stock. So, <laughs> so again, I hate, I hate keep dropping this into. So it's really just a, a just, just, just a plea to people. Do you know, as, as you're hearing in the news it's now, it's a rant, it's, John. It's, it's going it's to be a rant, a, isn't it? It's not a rant. All <laughs> I'm just saying to people is, you know, like, stock is a massive issue at the moment. You, you wouldn't believe how much of our time we're spent. You know, just when things can come, when things are going to come. So. I get asked every day. I, I, I said this in the past, but I, I, I get now now three or four times a day. I'd be asked, when's the 66 coming back? So when's the 65S coming back in stock? When's this coming back into stock? All I can say to people is we can give you a bit of guidance of what we're told, um, but these things change. Now, the 65S, we were told uh, two weeks ago was going to be a week away, and we've still not got it, and now it's the uh, the start of September. So it's one of these things, um, again, on our website, if something's out of stock, you can put in your email address, and we'll email you when it comes into stock. But the other thing as well is, I've started saying to a few people on the telephone, and, and this is what I thought with the podcast is, if you are wanting to buy a GPS unit and we discuss it and you say, oh, this has happened a few times where people say, oh, that's brilliant. I've decided I want a 66S or an Oregon 700, whatever you, well, it doesn't really matter. And you go, brilliant, I'll buy it in a couple of weeks' time before I go on my holidays. And I kind of say to people, do you know what? Be cautious by saying that because when you ring back, as people have in two weeks' time, when they're before they go on the holidays, it's now out of stock. 
And uh, we've seen this a lot, you no know, in-reach minis, you no know, lots of things. You know, we have a conversation. Person says, "Oh, brilliant! I'm going to get the in-reach mini before I go away doing X, Y, and Z," and then suddenly, you no, know, it's out of stock. So if you do want a GPS unit and we have it in stock, please do buy it. Now, I've had some horrendous, not horrendous phone calls when I'm discussing stock and like people saying, "Oh." The Oregon is going to go out of stock. We've only got so many. Angles. Oregon is a cornerstone of Garmin stables. You know, yeah. I, I can yeah. understand yeah. 65s and 66s, but when people say Oregon's are going to go out of stock, and I know Etrix 35s, um, I had a chance conversation. And they said we've only got X left on the shelf, and we're not going to get it in for another month. So I bought the whole lot of them to try and keep us going, but that number is is diminishing, and um, and, mm. and, mm. and and and. They will go out of stock. That's the reality of it. It's going to be a little while before we get them back in. So, really, it's just a plea. Um, if you if you want a GPS unit and we're going to stock, please do get it. If you if we discuss it and you and you decide what you want, do get it if we have it in stock. And, and yeah, and and drop us an email if you want to be notified or put put your email into the website. We do have quite big lists of it, um, but I do spend a lot of my time with for me he emails me saying. We got the 66SR back in stock, and I kind of go, no, I'm not. And I have to go back to my list to see if they're on the list and they're already be notified. And they're already on the list. No, the number three on the list or the number thirteen on the list. So yeah. I go back and I kind of kindly say, you know, yeah, yeah, we're not getting stock. You are on the list. We will notify you. I'm not going to when they come into stock. I'm not going to not tell people. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go through and say your unit's in stock. Get one now. Um, and 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 yeah, I do spend every every moment of the day just with John. What I don't get is is that, you know, sadly, we are all being affected by the world chip shortage, aren't we? We are. For absolutely everything. Um, you know, to probably try and put this into perspective a bit, I was talking to the VW dealer in, our, in where, where I live in Sussex um, a month or so ago, and they were telling me that someone had walked in and bought a, a new Mark 8 Golf. It was one of the high-performance Golfs. The de- expected delivery date was March 2022. So... You know, it's you know. I think it, people have just got to understand that there is just a, you know, you know. I think thankfully we're sort of like it almost seems like the world's chip shortage is now being used as the excuse rather than COVID or Brexit. But it is, it is, it's it's just a constant problem, isn't it? Of of you know, movement of goods around the world. It is, and um, I think shortage it, as well is because people like myself then buy boxes of them rather than buying. Number of units. So traditionally, I would order from Garmin three times a week and order my, you know, like, oh, well, I want 666Rs, I want eight of these, I want four of those, and, and buy them accordingly. Well, now I kind of, because we're so short, I say, well, no, I know there's 20 in a box. Can I have three boxes of 66Rs because I know I'm going to sell them? Yeah. Which which is, it makes us, it's like the toilet roll situation in pre, pre-COVID. Yeah, it makes it worse because actually people like myself are stockpiling. Can think, actually, I'm not going to see you? them. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Utrex 35 situation. I was told there's so many 35, so I bought every 35. Uh. And, um, um, and because because I want to try and keep our business going when there's a, a yeah. shortage. So now there's no 35s and none of the other retailers are going because I've got them all here. Um, so it is this. It is this. So all I can say to people is no. Rest assured, if you are on the list, we will notify you when we when when, when they come into stock. Um, and fingers mm. crossed. Hey, this should be any moment now. These 65 S's and 66 SRs. <laughs> so it's funny. A gentleman yesterday came to buy a GPS unit for his wife, um, and he came to pick it up, and he just sat there, and he had a 66 SR. He had it on the desk. And went, God, it's a long time since I've seen one of those. You know, I finally yeah. offered him a premium yeah. price for it. I went, oh, that's the best selling GPS unit. And we've not had it in stock. For, we discussed this yesterday. It's, it's it's well over two months, was it? I think you worked out. You said it was the end of. Was it ended? Yeah. So there was a guy who came on my. New Forest course at the end of May, who I think is either number two or three on your list of customers. And I said, to, I said to this guy, I said, look, if you're really interested in wanting to buy a 66SR, phone the office and get yourself put on the list because you know because otherwise, when they come in, they will just because you'd you'd just had one delivery of of 66SRs and they just arrived, went straight out to customers and. And so I was aware of this problem back then. And so I said to him, I said, look, if, you re- if you're serious in buying one, speak to the office, order it, get yourself put on the list. And then you, when they do come back in, that was what, end of May? So it's 12 weeks and 12 weeks we're not having yeah. them. So I didn't really need longer it was the end of May, so we may have just got them in. So it's to be 12 yeah. weeks. So it's a massive amount of demand on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting um, interesting year. But uh, yeah, so again, <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. It's just just the way the world is. Really, it is. Isn't it it so, is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, joking aside, if you want to be notified when a product comes back into stock, please just enter your email address into the relevant product page on our website, and we will get an automatic email when the site when it comes back in stock. That system works as soon as I put stock back on, and so some stock it sends all these automatic emails out to people. Um, and again, I go back to if you see it come into stock, you know, get it. Don't sit around. You know, I had a lady just, um, just I think at the weekend, you know, 32Xs came back in stock, had been out of stock. We literally got you no know, 15 in, put it on the website. She had some problems with her credit card over the weekend and things. By the time she came to buy it on Tuesday, out of stock again. And that's so mm. just that that's the way the world is at the moment. So yeah. again, if you see yeah. it, do get it. Um, because if you are going to hang around, potentially it's going to go back out of stock. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there are any subjects you'd like to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch and ask us anything. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast and about GPS Training and also our free route planning software. And encourage them to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform they listen to. And if you can leave us a five-star review, a five-star rating, sorry, or a snazzy review on whatever platform you're listening to us on, that is also very much appreciated. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training. But I just want to drop one thing in here, Ian, before I say cry on advice, is... I've never mentioned this in the last month's back. Please do subscribe on our YouTube channel as well. It's something we're taking quite serious now, the YouTube channel. Yes. I'm uploading yeah. a new YouTube film every Wednesday. So every Wednesday, if you subscribe, you'll be notified. Um, and I'm kind of working quite hard doing walking talks. And also, I, yeah. I, I uploaded one yesterday of five top tips for using an outdoor GPS unit. I saw that. Uh, I saw that on YouTube. Ian, subscribe. So I'm kind of putting quite a bit of effort into these. You know, we've got some quite good things around. We're going to do some videos on accuracy of gps units we're doing the walk and talk series and things so again i'm putting quite a lot of effort into this um and 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 it's reaping you no know, we're getting some really good vickers as well so if you are uh, on youtube please just just look for gps training and subscribe and then you will be notified so ian going back to where we should be have you enjoyed this month's uh, gps training podcast it's nice for you to be back and do something yes. a bit normal after your your own. <laughs> yes it's been a good it's been a good Good hour. Thank you, John. Yes, no problem. Good. That's very good. Looking forward to the courses. Yes, you've got a course this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Well, it's, well it's, hopefully it's a week. It's a week on Saturday. I know the podcast goes out on Wednesday, and so that's, that's what I'm true. saying. That's, so it will be. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> so no, people don't end. know we're, we're recording yeah. it the week before because yeah. we've got the bank holiday weekend. Got me, John. But it is the first there. on Wednesday. So Ian will be yes. in the... Um, New Forest on Saturday and Sunday with Andy just supporting as well because as we've said, Ian's just becoming a bit from the up. So Andy is doing an eight-hour drive down to the New Forest, and that would be a bit of a wake-up call after his holidays. Yeah, absolutely, get, get him back to work. That's, that's why I employed him, wasn't it? <laughs> Go down and help Ian, will you? Yes. So uh, yeah, yes. he's he, poor old boy. <laughs> yeah. So you've got you've got the 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 proper A team down there over the uh, yes, Saturday and Sunday. So be good. But we yeah. we also have that bit of a break over August anyway. Um, normally, of course, you would do very yes. few courses so it'd be good about delivering courses and there are quite a, um whether well, we've got a, a big ra- a raft of courses coming up so if you're not if you want to put yourself booked on please do so yeah cheers in and thank you very much thank for you, joining me on this month's gps training podcast thanks for listening to the gps training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps navigation